Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, um, whatever time you are listening to this. Um, I am back at it again, and this time I'm looking at talking about positive self-talk, positive thinking. A lot of people have theories on what that's about. Um, thinking positively means you don't think bad thoughts. You don't think about things that are, are harmful, negative, or just not in your, in your good fortune. I hate people who think that way. It's the most annoying thing in the world. And I've been accused of being negative a lot in my lifetime, but I'm really not negative. I just see the world as it apparently is. And I'm not going to pretend that it is something that is not to others, to some people that's, that means I'm negative, but to me, it means I'm realistic and I'm not a pessimist. I definitely don't consider myself an optimist. I just consider myself a person that no matter whether the glass is half empty or half full, eventually it's going to have to be washed. <laughs> so, you know, that's my personal mentality. But having been raised by a narcissist and learned to understand trigger words and trigger warnings of that people give you who are narcissists, you have to understand that there is a such thing as thinking positively and having positive talk and positive energy, but it's not what most people consider when you're looking at pros and cons and trying to make decisions. If you haven't noticed by now, I am a person of color. I am a black woman, an overweight black woman who happens to be a little on the smart side. I'm admittedly, you know, I use every bit of my intellect that I can possibly sharpen so that I stay aware of things that are going on. That's just life. But I was always taught to plan for the worst and hope for the best. So, no, even though I might say something negative, it's probably true. It's probably apparent. I'm hoping that it doesn't happen, you know. But when it does, I will be prepared because I always prepare for the worst but hope for the best. And and in the black culture, that's what we tend to do. Unfortunately, we don't tend to commend ourselves as a society, as a or group of people. And women especially do not promote each other. Something I find very strange because I've never been thoroughly jealous of someone. Not since I've been of age to understand what that concept is. Because I know enough to know that nobody knows it all. Nobody has it all. Nothing is what it seems from the outside because... It takes a lot of intricate parts to make a person look put together. When you're in a shambles, it's apparent that nothing is going right. So you have nothing to hide.
But when you're trying to make things look good for the outside, what's inside can often be very negative and empty. I've been, I think, at the lowest of the low that I could possibly feel. So now being at a place where I am, I feel balanced, not overly sad, not overly unhappy, and not too elated and not too blind to where things are going. I think I can talk about how I was able to change my mental state. Anyone who has a depressive situation or a depressive state or they're in depression, it's a whole different kind of psychosis. You're miserable. Everything that happens makes you miserable. You can laugh and then feel like crying. It's a really hard experience to go through. The things that broke me down when I was younger, that couldn't break me down now, because when those things broke me down, I went through more stuff and came out on the other side. But it did take a toll on my mental mental process. So what I learned to do as an overweight black woman who is also dark-skinned is to look at things, look at other people, and when I see their situations, not look for the negative, but be happy for them. I remember seeing Tess Holiday in her Instagram, and she was one of those. She came up with this expression called F your body standards. And it was something that was a process for me to really unlearn these societal, these societal ideas. And, you know, people start talking about societal norms and what's considered the standard of beauty. And it's really a racket. I mean, it's to be perfectly honest, it's, it's not, you know, this whole thing. It's crazy. It's not because it's not what people say it is. You know, it's this, the whole industry of fashion and ideal sizing and IG models and supermodels and women who are out in the real world. These are all different. These are people who are completely different from regular people. And half the time, those people don't actually look like that. It's been photoshopped heavily by either they themselves or are professionals. So what you see is not what's actually there. And because of learning about that and Tess's emphasis on being seen as a plus size model as a person who is big you're going to either accept me or hate me but I'm not bending myself for you that had an effect on me it had an effect to where I understood what they were saying 
if we focus on this elusive standard that was set by someone, I don't know who, but these people who set these standards want us to stay focused on that so we don't look at bigger issues. I actually had an experience of someone I was having God problems and I felt like I'd gotten ghosted and I asked question why am I getting ghosted? You know, just just a a, a question from a person who seemed to be interested in the mental processes. And it was a male person and he comes down to it. He's like, your makeup's on point. Your hair is fine. You need to work on getting in a gym. And I'm like, dude, I got things going on. You know, the gym isn't my number one concern now or ever. <laughs> and he was like, well, you ask. And that's not, first of all, I ended up not being ghosted, thankfully, but also that's not what needs to happen because this isn't important the outside visage it doesn't matter i mean he that particular male may go for a skinny woman i'm never going to be a skinny woman I know that there are certain things that are going to inhibit me. Mostly my physical capabilities are going to inhibit me from being a smaller size. That's just the way it is. It's, this body is not going to get down to 160, 140 pounds. I, it just, just not going to function. That This body just does not work that way. <laughs> And the, the truth is, is that we all, we all work in different manners and our bodies work in different manners. So I started to think about the fact that I looked at myself and I'm like, what's really wrong? You know, you start to see these, you start to see people who say, I'm not going to accept what you tell me I have to look like. I need to accept myself. So I said, okay, I'm going to back away from being focused on what I look like on the outside. And I'm going to focus on my inside. And I did. It took, it was a very tumultuous, tumultuous mental feat for me to actually start being okay and accepting of other overweight people. Now, I'm not saying that 600 pound life is where it's, is where I'm at here. Because I'm not. Um, those of us who are able to take care of ourselves, get around just fine, you know, those, those things are not, should not plague us. Oh my God, I'm over 200 pounds and, and, you know, society hates me because I'm over 200 pounds. And then I look around me and everyone else looks just like me. So is it the standard or is it something else that's going on? And the moment you say, I'm not changing, as the celebrities, Ashley Graham, Tess Holliday, and any other woman who refuses to be, to be looked at 
by a certain size as a certain size. They're saying, oh, you're promoting obesity. They're like, no, I'm promoting my mental health and my well-being. They're like, no, you're promoting obesity by being happy with where you are as long as you're healthy and safe. How is that promoting obesity by being the person that you really are that everyone else around you is? How can a woman who is six feet tall ever hope to be less than a hundred and 60 or 70 pounds. I mean, it's just, it just defies the mind that a person would be that thin to me, to me personally, being a person who's five, five and is of solid stature and only overweight in some places, mostly my limbs and my, the trunk of my body, which there's not much more than that, but that's where the fat is, you know, and I'm not here to talk about my weight my journey to accepting my weight. I'm here to talk about mental mental positivity. My philosophy for other people in looking at them, they like it, I love it. If you like yourself that way, I love you that way. I'm not going to change you. And I'm not going to do all the mental gymnastics that I'd have to do to convince myself that it's okay to get up and put my body through torture so that someone else is okay with how I look. I am perfectly happy and it's amazing. It took some time, but now I am perfectly happy with myself. Now. Do I want to be healthier? Of course. I have some existing comorbidities that have happened, none of which have to do with my the size uh, I am. People say, how do, can I know that? I know that because my sister has the same problems and she is a size four, six. So... She's been thin most of her life, so if it's if it's affecting her just like it's affecting me, obviously there is no correlation with obesity there. So then the the question comes, how do you do mental positive thinking? Well, it, it comes from every time you have a critical thought about someone else. You have to stop and think, why am I having this critical thought? Why am I critiquing someone? I know that won't be something that a lot of people mentally do, but being a Virgo, being a person who is from a family that is extremely hard on others, it is a a conscious effort that I have put forth. And it's taking me, I would say, around four years of continuously telling myself not to think that way and to actually go through the process of why am I thinking that way to realize that we project our own insecurities and our own negative feelings about ourselves onto others. When you isolate the real motive behind your thoughts and actions towards people when it is 
something that has absolutely nothing to do with you and your well-being, then we see that our insecurities are really being being thrown off on other people and we're picking them apart. It doesn't make us feel better. We don't get any reward for that. There's no button that you get every time you you critique someone else and make them think they need to change themselves or even just be annoying. You don't get a prize for that. And since you don't get a prize for that, you don't get a cash reward. What's the point? There is no point. So stop it. I mean, if it's something that you see that you do, stop it. Because it takes energy away from you. It takes your vi- your your vital force away from you because negativity is draining. If you've ever been around a person who's excessively critical, or you've been a person who's excessive excessively critical, you'll start to notice that energy level goes down. So If you catch yourself being negative towards someone else and you really don't understand what you're doing and you really need to take that time to isolate that, even if it's a thought that's in your head that you don't share, because that was one thing I was really good at. I was really good at not judging others out loud. So they felt safe and secure with me. Although in the inside, I'm constantly judging them the whole time. And that's not fair. I mean, they felt fine, but I was feeling horrible because I knew I was judging them. And being a good person has absolutely nothing to do with your mental pathology. You know, that the the way that you your met your method for figuring things out, it it's not I mean, it has nothing to do with that. So if you take it and make it something that is scientific or you're void of all your emotion and being honest with yourself and you see that you have this tendency you're gonna want to probably get rid of that tendency I mean if you're cool with being petty and picking out your insecurities on others and throwing your insecurities onto others so that you can critique them then you know you're you can be my guest but that's not the way that I live and it's eased a lot of my tension eased a lot of my anxiety it's eased a lot of my depression because I've stopped worrying about other people and started focusing on what I need to be thinking about about and how I need to be feeling about myself because the better you feel about yourself the better you're going to treat other people. And the better you treat other people, the better you feel. In fact, people that you are critical to for no reason, maybe not directly to them, but in your head and you're critical of them, start complimenting them. A person who has a really chipper attitude, they say good morning, you can smile and say good morning to them, even though it grinds on your nerves because you're not a morning person and you don't want to talk to anybody I get it we're all like that but 
going on about your day, knowing that, you know, hey, this person got up and they're in a good mood. Do I have anything to be mad about? No. Do I really want to have a conversation? No. Are they just going to tell me good morning and keep it moving? Hopefully so. <laughs> but but as you start to do those little things in your mind, before you even say anything to anyone, but when you start to do things differently in your mind, you'll notice a change in your thought process. And when you when you backslide into those negative components that are made up of having a narcissist for a parent or being in a relationship with a narcissist those little peck peck pecking away like chi- like chiseling gravel a uh, granite you know or marble and chipping away at it you know until it's a shell of its former self not even a respectable statue is just a shell of its former self all lumpy and dented and jagged edges sometimes we just have to kind of smooth those ends out round out the corners until it's something that may not necessarily be pretty but you can see how the weathering and the the effort that the person put in in time makes it something that is useful useful that can be that can be beautiful so take your beautiful self the beautiful self you want to be and work towards that uh, positive self talk positive thinking is more than just thinking that everything's going to be fine and, and Definitely not anything where you negate the obvious hazards and risks that come with being alive. It's actually putting forth the effort to think about things in a way that is not critical of others, not critical of yourself. You recognize the actions that you need to take and you go about your way to make sure that those things happen. So Tuesday night, early Tuesday morning, like before one o'clock. Can you believe it? I actually completed one before one o'clock in the morning. But um I'm here giving you my take, positive talk, positive thinking, good mental frame of mind. That's what we're doing here. Have a good week.